You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. This is Sean Dorsey from No Hope Records, and you're listening to We Podcast and We Know Things. Yo, it's Will Pugh from Cartel, and you're listening to We Podcast and We Know Things. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to a very special bonus episode of We Podcast and We Know Things. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me, as almost always, the best damn voice in the business, Sam Matura. Happy belated Friday the 13th, everybody. We are joined by a bunch of very special guests today, an awesome band from the, the state of Connecticut, but also uh, the band name, Connecticut. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to be with us this morning. Hey, thanks for having us. It is it's early. Yeah. Early start. It is early. Yeah. We usually record at 7 in the morning on a Saturday. It's a little past that. It's about 10 o'clock in the morning Eastern time on a Saturday. But like Sam said, Friday the 13th, a bunch of hijinks I'm sure ensued last night. So thanks for waking up early and hanging out with us for a little bit. Yeah. We're excited to be here. Yeah. Before we... we probably would have opted out for the 7 a.m. one. We <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, we, we wish we could opt out sometimes for the 7 a.m. one, but we're troopers. Uh, so what we're going to do today, obviously standard interview questions, but before we get into the fun stuff, we do want you guys to introduce yourselves, uh, who you are, what you play in the band. All right. Uh, my name is Antonino and I play guitar and I sing. Hey, I'm Vin and I play guitar and do backup vocals. What's up dudes? Dan here. (laughs) And some bass. Sweet. Uh, where did you guys all meet? That's where you guys met? Tattoo shop? Yeah. I guess there is a bit of a story that goes with it. Yeah, so I uh, was getting tattooed by uh, Mike Mandanisi, who is uh, our OG drummer. And he was tattooing over at FTS Gallery. And uh, yeah, at first it was like a really weird, nervous conversation. And then we kind of got to talking. Yeah. He had like an acoustic um, set that he was playing. But I don't know either that night or within the uh, with the, yeah with he was playing that night, and uh, he told Mike about it. Mike ch- um, checked it out and was really digging it. Uh, came back to the tattoo shop a couple days later, or uh, no, well even before that they uh, they started jamming. Right, you guys jammed a few times, like right after he. Yeah, probably pretty recently afterwards. Yeah, it was pretty close afterwards. They had a couple of jams in. Um, and uh, so I was um, actually working next door to the place, and um, I t- talked to Mike. Mike knew that I played guitar, and I kind of he showed me the songs, showed me his new band. <laughs> I got to get in here for just one second, because this was like the, the coolest thing, is that like Vince heard about... Um, this new project and like sent us over a like phone recording of himself playing like lead riffs over these songs like eight minutes later it was insane <laughs> you know like how did you listen and learn a four minute song that, <laughs> that was that was pretty cool that's awesome and then uh, things just fell into place we uh, got a couple uh, practices in together decided to start like really form the band played a show a couple of months later and uh, without a bass player at the time and our 
original bass player happened to be at our first couple of shows and uh, jumped on board, and uh, things just sailed off from there. Was that uh, under the Was that under the moniker of Connecticut, or was there other names that were floated around? That was the first name. Yeah, I think that one just kind of stuck right away. Oh, well, that's odd. You usually hear a couple bands floated a couple different names. No, yeah, well, um, so Tone came to practice one day and just actually said, hey, let's name the band Con Etiquette. Tone has a good way with words, so we, uh, and double entendres and stuff like that, so we kind of just, uh, we're like, hell yeah, this is awesome. Yeah, being from Connecticut makes perfect sense. No, you would just so, kind of, go ahead, sir. Yeah, it goes over a lot of people's heads. <laughs> but, I mean, you're from Connecticut, right? Absolutely, yeah. So you would you would hope at least you would hope at least locally for you guys it doesn't go over people's heads that would be a little much. I don't know. Some people, yeah, I don't know. If people, not all people are smart. <laughs> no, say, then then I'd be worried. Uh, now you just you just kind of talk through it um, a little bit, but let's go a little deeper. Do you guys remember your first show? I mean, you do. You just start talking about it. talk a little bit more about your first show together, that experience, uh, what you learned, and and ha- when you kind of had that oh, moment. That we ever played was so fucking cool. Also, is it okay if I? Yes, yes. <laughs> it is one thousand percent okay. Um, yeah, it was super fucking cool, and we played at this place called oh, Point Beach Clubhouse. That was okay. Can I can I talk about our second show? Because that was really the go for it. The yeah. highlight. You here. do whatever you and want. Funny. So uh, yes, we played at this place called the Space, and it was kind of like really roughly put together. It was like just uh, Mike on drums. Been on on guitar, electric guitar, and I think I played an acoustic guitar. So it was kind of just like a a little bit louder, you know, acoustic performance. And we gave away a pair of jeans. Oh yeah! <laughs> was, it was like the, it was like the craziest thing ever. You know, we were just like a little bit beforehand, like we should do something crazy, and like yeah, let's give away a pair of jeans. And it was just wild. Like, like new like, jeans or yeah, like jeans that like, you yeah, guys like 3430 oh. swim straights or something crazy like that. <laughs> 3430 yeah. is my size. That's a shame. That's, that's, a real, that's a real shame. I should have been there that night. I could have gotten a pair of Lees. Maybe you were there, dude. Parallel, you know. <laughs> I only own one pair of jeans, so it is very possible. <laughs> that's them. <laughs> so what's like the, the kinetic... The Connecticut music scene. I was only in Connecticut once. I drove all the way to the Foxwoods just to see Bush play live. That was my only experience in Connecticut. Whoa, I think I was there. Yeah, it was like their first time tour. Like when they were like disbanded for like 10, 15 years, and it was like their first show back. What year was this? I had the ticket stub at home. It has to be at least, what, like eight years ago? I think I was there. Oh, that's, That's that's, that's pretty cool. Awesome. That is pretty cool. See? Parallel universe, you were wearing those thirty-four thirties. <laughs> I might have been. Overall, overall, from like a local perspective, though, the, the Connecticut music scene. I mean, we're from Philly. We're lucky. We have the Philly music scene, the Jersey music scene, uh, especially for the genres that we listen to and enjoy. They're very prolific around here. What about in Connecticut? We don't know too much about that music scene. Dan here. Um, so typically, um, the rest of the country is looking at Connecticut as a highway in between New York City and Boston. But <laughs> with, with I can Hartford. definitely tell you that people are grinding around here. There's a lot of really good local hitters, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of really cool DIY venues, and then there's also some really big 
mainstream venues um, mm-hmm. that's definitely seeming to take off for sure mm-hmm. is there a particular like is there a particular genre of music that is extremely popular for the local scene? You know, you think of Nashville, you kind of have an idea of what that sounds like. You think of Philly and Jersey, you got that pop punk scene. Like, is there something that yeah. stands out for I mean, Connecticut? We're from Connecticut, man. East Coast hardcore is going to be probably oh. the strongest yeah. genre awesome. of music ever to get out of here. Yeah, I, that's awesome. Now, I almost hate asking. It's hard for an alt rock band to do anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I almost hate asking you this question because. Um, I have an incredibly specific answer myself to it, but I have to ask it. You've probably been asked it a million times, but uh, which bands have you been told before that you have similarities to? Spotify is flattering to us. <laughs> there you go. That's that's where I discovered you guys from Spotify. Go from what microwave to fossil youth was really good for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Um, all get out. Mm-hmm. It seems like that's like. A- Spotify nowadays is like, at least for me and Greg, like it's turning us on to new bands. Like that one channel you mentioned to me, Greg. Mm-hmm. Pop Punk's not dead yet. Yeah, and it's just like, you're just showing all bands. Like there's so many bands that we don't even know that put out great music. Oh, yeah. Um, the Discover Weekly playlist, stuff like that. It's just yeah. full of gold. Yep, and New Music Especially Friday every week. Yep. What mm-hmm. you like to listen to. Right. And so for me, um, I would say that from a, from a not necessarily lyrical perspective, but from the sound of now, I I know him as Antonino. What did you guys call him again earlier? Tone. Tone. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I believe you sound like mid two thousands, maybe artist in the ambulance type. Thrice. That's what I got. That's the vibe I get from listening to you guys. Sweet. Yeah, yeah appreciate. Yeah, that. of course. Now, what are some bands that you guys listen to, or that inspired you to become the you know the band you guys are today? Yeah, we just um, all liked, pretty much had like a one specific, we didn't have a specific sound we were going for because we started out as like an acoustic, uh, like, um, and Tony had a acoustic sound and when we first started jamming and going through it, we changed a whole bunch, but um, I had like a metal background, Tone had more of like an alternative rock uh, background. Dan straight hardcore and a whole bunch of everything else, and um, a little bit yeah, of yeah. Mike, Mike was just yeah. So when we just uh, got together, we just started uh, brainstorming ideas. Tone actually had a couple songs already in the works, and we kind of just took those and made them a full band with uh, some electric guitars, give it a little bit of distortion, and uh, kind of like it became. Well, you game. you just did, not I shouldn't say just, I think it was a couple months ago, you did like an, a, a tour when you actually stopped in Philly, but you did an acoustic set when you did in Philly. I saw a picture of you guys all in like a bathtub or something. It was very, it was very... You weren't there for that, were you? I wasn't. I couldn't make it that night. I had a oh, wedding. And a, like a midweek wedding. Oh, uh oh. So I missed Listen, something. Man, when I tell you we ate shit at that show, it was, uh, it was one for the books. Jeez. Oh, no. But a blast nonetheless. We got our uh, gooey Louie sandwiches. There you go. It was a great time. Hell yeah. <laughs> but, was the bathtub thing from Philly too, or was that like an oldie that you were waiting to put out there? Dude, so we played Brooklyn the night before, uh-huh. and 
we wanted to get some food, but at the same time, we're like, we're playing Philly tomorrow. Let's hit the road, try and find somewhere on the way to maybe crash, get some food. We literally left the Brooklyn venue with no plan whatsoever. <laughs> and we're getting, I'd say, halfway over the Verrazano Bridge, and my car starts to shit the bre- uh, shit the bed. Yeah. All the lights start flickering, engines start to putter, and we get to the top of the bridge, and it just dies. Damn. We coast down to the edge of the... Uh, bridge pull over on the highway waited like an hour and a half for AAA to come get us they finally got us now it's like two thirty, three o'clock in the morning tows us to the nearest hotel oh my God. had no reservations um if you could only imagine the kid running the desk at the hotel <laughs> at three at in the morning oh, in linden new jersey <laughs> holy shit bro i can't even like put into words how shot this kid was it was incredible <laughs> So we walk in and they they went from having no rooms to seven rooms to one room. And that one room, I had to go walk down the hall and knock on the door to make sure nobody was in it. Oh my god! <laughs> that was and we sketchy. get in there and it's just one bed and a hot tub, literally in the middle of the hotel room. We're like, well, we definitely didn't need this extra bed. Let's just hang out in the hot tub. You know, all signs are pointing to it, and that's how that happened. It was like four o'clock in the morning. We hadn't eaten high as shit. Oh, it just, there was a grocery store. Yeah, yeah. We had to, we walked to a twenty four hour shop rate to get um, get a refuel. Dinner. Yeah. You know if yeah, that if cool. if that doesn't sound like a five star experience, <laughs> I don't know what does. I really don't. No, no. What capped off and really got in that fifth star was waking up two hours later to Uber to AutoZone to get a new alternator for my car so oh. we could hit the road and still make Philly on time. Well, I can understand why you said Philly was a little rough on you guys. Yeah. Though. Yeah, was you, there's time. no way you guys um, were at it 100%. No way. That was like the first real time we played together without a drummer, mm-hmm. um, which is definitely something you'd think as a band we would have practiced before, but we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> you, you winged it. We, no, yeah, we, we winged it, and we just ate shit, and we learned from it, and it was a good time. At least you kind of like look back on it now and kind of almost laugh about it. Oh, I was laughing about it there, man. <laughs> to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, we, we played in front of like seven people and a cross-eyed dog, so it really didn't matter. Oh my God. Um, but it's the cross-eyed it dog that... It was a great, that, that <laughs> it was a great time. So. <laughs> it's definitely an experience I'll never forget, and I'm pretty sure they won't either. If the cross-eyed dog had to pay admission, then it was worth it. Oh, you know what I mean? Oh, if there's a cover charge for he, that thing. He was such a good boy. He That's sat all. there front and center for us the whole time. <laughs> That's awesome that you're not making that up. It sounds like that actually no, happened. Great. So two years prior, you guys re- uh, released Resulting In in 2016. Um, speaking of learning experiences, what did you learn from that record that you related to your latest EP, The Company We Keep, but also whatever's next for you guys down the line, whenever that will be? Antonino here. Um, yeah, so I think uh, Resulting In was like something that was like very huge for us as we were all like super, super, super excited to finally like put something out to the world as Connecticut. Um, and since then, I think we've just been learning as we go, like how we can, you know, work as hard as we can and as efficient as we can and just kind of just tweaking everything to the, to the best that we can, you know, mm-hmm. 
like like if there was like this giant mixing board and you're kind of just there turning a bunch of knobs the whole time and like a couple years later it's still making sense you know it's yeah kind of like that you know come and go and like we've learned a lot about ourselves as as like a definitely as a band but like you probably even each other just um how to work with different like how different brains work with each other and uh yeah, it's just different. A lot of different personalities, so we all just have to like find our niche, and then we. Uh, best part is just jamming with your friends, like really and truly. That's like why we do it. Is how we just um, a lot of things happened after after resulting in when we lost Mike, and uh, we actually picked up another bass player at the time because our uh, original bass player left, and um, so. By that time, we had uh, just learned that we still wanted to keep doing this, and uh, the company we keep was just a uh, a good a good representation of it. That that's what we wanted, and moving forward is pretty much the same uh, same mindset. Just keep moving forward and keep having fun, and keep writing good songs, and hopefully people enjoy them. At least if if not, we at least enjoy them. So. <laughs> Your your music has to be worth being in a Linden, New Jersey hotel room at four in the morning <laughs> in a hot tub with twenty four hour shop. So much fun. In in the description of this company we keep is will this hold up in a hotel hot tub at four o'clock in the morning. Damn right. Damn right. Uh in the episode description on iTunes, wherever you're listening to this, there's going to be direct links to your social media. Um, but for the folks that don't have iTunes, won't have an episode description, where can we find you guys on social media? Um, you can find us on Twitter. Hang on. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Con underscore etiquette on Instagram. Yep, that's... What else we have? Twitter is... What was it again on Twitter? Uh, Connecticut underscore CT. Oh, cool. okay. As in Connecticut. <laughs> I'm, I'm on to you. I'm on to you. It's Connecticut, just... Two words on Facebook? Uh, it's one word on Facebook. Oh, okay. okay. Gotcha. Now, we saw on Facebook that, you know, people send you photos of some sick Connecticut tattoos. What's that feeling like when someone permanently gets, like, your bands you know on their skin forever dan here so i actually work at fts gallery the tattoo shop where con etiquette was essentially born Mm -hmm. so that being said unbelievably flattering would have loved for any of those people to come here and get it done has anyone ever went to that to your shop and got a tattoo done Connecticut, no. Uh, I believe the fan that just did that was from out west, and it was unbelievably flattering. Like yeah. it didn't even make sense to any of us that someone would do that. Yeah, and we're still kind of processing that, to be honest with you. You guys talked. I mean, you, you mentioned that in a tattoo parlor was where you guys were. I mean, essentially born. Uh, what about you yeah, personally? Not a birth certificate. <laughs> essentially, what tattoos do you guys have that you would love to show? A person and say, "Hey, I got this one for you, pal." Um, so my one of my best friends that actually owns the shop, uh, his name's George. His spirit animal is a fly because he just travels the world and like 
throws up and shits all over the place. <laughs> um, so I actually have a realistic black and gray portrait of George attached to a fly body. And I got that when he was away tattooing in Hawaii for the year as a surprise to show him when he came home. <laughs> now that's freaking cool. How, so he was gone for a full year. When in that year did you get it? I was like a month or two before he came home. Okay. I was going to say, like, wow, man, you're shot. <laughs> I can't believe it. I love you. <laughs> Cause if you got that one early and had to sit on that for 11 months, I don't know if that's a secret I'd be willing to keep. I want to get that oh, out definitely there. Not. That's a tough one. Definitely not. Uh, So with an LP and an EP and back-to-back years, how do you guys craft the set list that you're going to be making when you do hit the road? Play the better songs. Mm, That's a a good thought. Do you you always switch it up after each show, or is it... No, we we definitely switch it up, um, especially if we're playing, you know, semi-locally and we have friends and family that are traveling to both shows. We try to mix it up. Mm -hmm. Um, But, I mean... Obviously, there's the bangers that people want to hear, and then we try to mix in some fun stuff in between. Awesome. Now, besides the, you know, the hotel story, do you have any other weird stories that pro- that happened with the band, either on stage or off? You, you got twelve more hours. Uh, we got <laughs> all the time you we need. We got man. thirty-three more minutes. That's, that's what we do is weird. Um, specifically, remember that we we one time. Hold on, I'm passing over to Tone here. So after uh, Antonino here. So at the same show that we gave away a pair of thirty-four, thirty-four straight to me, we also we also just yelled, uh, "Mitt Romney don't pay no tax." Over like a really slow, <laughs> slow beat for like a minute and a half, and it was intense, you know. <laughs> I can imagine that like, could, that could get spiritual. Like how is this emotional? You know yeah. what I mean? It's just yeah. Mitt Romney don't pay no tax. And like somehow, <laughs> somehow you felt it. You know, you're like, damn. Yeah. You went Dudley Boys and you smashed the table? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I was a big fan of the band from day one. These guys being some of my best friends. And mm-hmm. Like I said, the band was you know, born at the tattoo shop that I work at. Right. Um, so they were playing a local shit bar. And, you know, I wouldn't say anyone would ever pin Con Etiquette for like a breakdown mosh band. But... We had, uh... The song Pros and Cons mm-hmm. gets heavy, especially yeah, it's live. Yeah, nice hard rock song. We just crashed the fucking place. We started smashing tables. Hmm. I got all tangled up in the mic cables. I fell over. I ripped the mic out. Stands were falling over. Oh, my God. So did you have to pay him oh, back? He tried to throw us out. It just didn't work. Did, did you have to pay him back for any damages? No. Cool. No, they're not in business anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and it all comes full circle. So this is a vague question, but one that we feel needs to be asked. Uh, just in general, what's next for you guys? It's funny you mention it. So um, we were up very late last night finishing a music video. Sick. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Can you tell us what's on? On Friday the 13th, nonetheless. Is that, is that uh, I saw on your Instagram page that there were some, some costumes being worn. Do they have anything at all to do with this video? Oh, okay, perfect. Can you tell, can you tell us like what song down, that you're doing man. the music video for? Um, and yeah, we're actually hitting the studio next weekend. Oh shit, that's awesome. Yeah, we got two more singles coming at you. That's sick. Very cool. And I, I assume they'll be released on like your Bandcamp and Spotify and stuff like that. Yeah, it's gonna be on all our 
platforms, Bandcamp, Spotify, YouTube. Awesome. Uh, Sam had Mind asked, if, if you can, Sam had asked, what song was the music video for? Ooh. I mean, hey, if you don't want to say it, that's no problem. If you don't want to say it, that's completely fine. Let's have you take one guess. Um, we'll your, your odds are very good. It's it's going to be one of the three on the company we keep. Uh, yeah. Um, Sam, we got thirty three percent chance here. I am. Phew. I trust you. Go with it. Trial on the company we keep. Also, just a demo. Is it? Hint, hint. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to go with. I, I mean, I can't pronounce. Is it et tu brute? One for one. All right. We'll take it. We'll take it. That's it. That's it. Yeah. We're doing Etu Brute. What does that mean? What does it mean? Yeah. I don't know what that means. It it means and you Brutus, um, which was Julius Caesar's line to one of his assassins. After he got stabbed. His best friend. Mm. Damn, that's friggin' deep. Catchy name. That's deep. That's a deep cut. I'm excited for some Julius Caesar cosplay. I didn't. <laughs> Whatever, man. Uh, do yeah. we have any expectation when that video is going to be released? At least a window. Knowing our producer Mike McGillinick, man, probably yeah, tomorrow. Probably already. Done. <laughs> this dude's a machine. Awesome. That's sick. Uh, that being said, we're going to do some exclusive releases with this next content. So stay tuned on all those social media platforms, and uh, we'll get that to your hands as soon as possible. That's awesome. Yeah, we love to promote it, obviously, on our show, so whenever it's released, we'll uh, hype it up during our episodes and all that good stuff. Um, but we do... I appreciate that. No problem, of course. Um, we love do... The love for the Philly dudes. <laughs> we, we do... I want to transition. We are a nerdy podcast. We would be remiss to say we can't have a conversation without talking uh, film, TV, gaming, potentially, if you guys are gamers at all. Give us, let's start with TV. I'm about to put the phone down and go play Fortnite Season (laughs) 5. I know, Season 5 dropped yesterday or the day before. I know it's difficult. But let's start with film and TV. Let's start with film and TV before we end with gaming then. Uh, Give us some recommendations that you guys have for film and TV that we should check out. I just saw Ant-Man and Wasp the other day, man. Hell yeah. If you're looking for any kind of answer to what happened in Infinity War or just want to see a sick movie, I know it's like cliche to just go plug the latest Marvel movie. Yeah. (laughs) Now, would you agree Like I saw it also? I thought it was way better than the first one. I I would agree with you if I didn't absolutely love the first one. Thank you. And it was such a great movie. I'm a huge... I I can't really like slight the first one. I'm a huge lover of the first one. Sam likes the first one. I just, I just one. think it's okay. He thinks it's okay. I'm a huge fan of the first one. I have not seen the sequel yet. I'm looking forward to it. But Sam saw the oh, sequel. Oh, uh, dude, I'm 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 hyped myself. Um, prob I would say probably within the next week. No. I would love to because next week for us is episode 100. So I would love to do um, like a spoiler like cast Purdue, yeah. type of thing on it. Um, nice. So I'd like to do that. We're actually on episode 126. But we, we count, count we episode. count all of our interviews as bonus episodes. You guys get your own episode. You don't just get tacked onto the end of another one. Um, so technically, we've done over 125 episodes. Yeah. But next week will be episode 100. Tell us how that math works. I, I don't I don't understand it. But uh, anything else besides like anything else besides Ant Man and the Wasp? Uh, probably one of my all time favorite movies. I'm gonna go out and plug it. 1984. Ralph Macchio. Crossroads. Crossroads. Mm-hmm. Yeah. New York, as soon as you yeah. said it. 
I knew it. A lot of people haven't seen that movie. It's a classic. I don't know how or why. I don't know where you grew up, but <laughs> get, get into it. That's awesome. sick. First time I think that movie was ever brought up on the show, so that's cool. Yeah, I would say so. Any TV, or are we jumping right to gaming? Game of Thrones, dog. All right. Yeah, so we talked about the ending. Episode. All right. So let's do this. And the people that the people that listen to all of our interviews are going to get bored by this, but I don't care. Strap in. We're going again. Um, we are huge Game of Thrones enthusiasts on this show. Uh, that is where our name came from. Uh, we podcast and we know things is from Tyrion Lannister when he says, "I'm a Lannister. I drink and I know things." Um, yep. So nobody gets it, but when they do, they dig it. Uh, now, season the last season coming up next April, we're still got a ways away. How do you guys want the show to end? In a perfect world for you, if it had to end your way, how would it be? Perfect world? I, I can't speak for Vin. This is still Dan. I would say everyone dies, but there's some sort of... Lone survivor? Yeah, one lone survivor to tell the tale, and humanity goes on, but everybody goes stopping this from ending the world completely. I could see that, and I don't know if you follow anyone on Twitter, but Maisie Williams, she plays Arya Stark. At this point. What'd you say? How, how, like, who, who's got the job of picking and choosing who lives through this at this point? Like, I couldn't imagine. I know, right? Dan and Dave, the showrunners, they had to actually run it by George R.R. R. Martin before they put it to yeah. pen to paper, and they needed his approval before they ended yeah. it. Because the show's ending before the book. Yeah. So this is really... Right. It's putting I hear that. He's got like a team of writers just in case he shits the bed before the book's finished. Oh, I'm sure. I hope so. Yeah, because he, he, he told people the story. It's going that way. Yeah. I mean, the, mm-hmm. it's not going to happen this year. He's getting up there. He's not exactly in the best, best of shape. Luck, George R. R. Martin. Man. <laughs> yeah. 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 He's you got your back, dude. We're pulling for you. Yeah. Sure. And one of the, the actresses, Maisie Williams, she tweeted, like, I think it was a couple of days ago, it was like her last day on set of Game of Thrones. And she kind of said, like, hashtag, like, Last woman standing. Last woman standing. It was like a picture of her bloody shoe. So it kind of makes sense. Maybe everyone does die and Arya Stark's the only survivor. It would be fitting. Be it me. would be fitting if a Stark is the last one standing they given how enough. bad their luck they is. Suffered. The Starks get shit on. So it would be... Pretty, shit on, for sure. <laughs> it would um, be so pretty that would fitting. would be very cool to see Arya. Yeah. Um, I don't, if, if Brennan Stark is the, uh, the Night King... Yeah, he's, yeah, no, he's no just going to be a tree, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, He's going from Stark to Bark. Yeah, me. But oh, jeez. Right. a good one. Yeah, I could tell you're a stand-up comedian on the side there. That's nice. Respect. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll say my ending. It's it's old and cliche to our listeners by now, but at least I don't deviate. Consistency. That's the key. Uh, I would say that if in my world I think the White Walkers win, I hope they win. I pray they win. Um, and I want the Night King in the last shot of the show to sit on the Iron Throne. The Iron Throne then gets engulfed in ice and turns to ice. The camera zooms in extremely quickly on his eye and then goes to black. And that's all I want. Damn. Yeah, he wants the White Walkers to win. Uh-huh. It's, it's a good theory, but, you know. Uh, listen, I've written a couple screenplays in my day. I'm only 30, but I've done that. Uh, maybe they were five-minute films shot in my yeah. parents' deli when I was 21. It happens. We've all had those experiences. They were not those types of films, so you can get that out of your head. Uh, but listen, I have I got the writer's eye, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I can't say I would be mad at that ending. I hope not. I hope not. The and bad guy never wins. The bad guy never wins. I wanted the Sopranos. I wanted the bad guy to win. I wanted the bad guy to win in Dexter, but no, he's a friggin' lumberjack. I want the bad guy to win. I'm with you. 
Any other shows besides Game of Thrones? What was that? Any other shows besides Game of Thrones, or are we are we jumping the Fortnite? Uh, I mean, we're a bunch of we're we like to consider ourselves the hardest working potheads on the market. <laughs> so that being said, um, you're, you're big gamers. Be offside for animation. <laughs> so I'm like heavy into Archer right now. I know Vin likes Rick and Morty. Yeah. Um, Both funny shows. Stand up funny cartoon is always going to catch our attention i would i would take bob's we burgers have the attention span of like eighth graders yeah so. <laughs> i would take bob's burgers over both those uh for me personally um See, i've heard so many great things about bob's burgers i can't get down because i started archer first and that's all i hear when i watch it yeah. oh it's his voice yeah it's his yeah, voice it's the yeah. same guy uh it's really funny it's really good i I, listen, it's definitely a show where you gotta. You don't have to pay attention to it at all, but it's definitely a show where you're like, give yourself. It's only twenty five minutes, but give yourself an hour because you're gonna want to watch three. Like it's really, okay. it's really funny. Um, yeah, I'm with you. I like the animated slow burn Sunday fun day. Have a good day type yeah. of deal. Um, always have a breakfast sandwich by your side and watch a good animated show. I'm down. I'm with you. That's it. That's it. I'm with you. Um, now you guys mentioned Fortnite. Yep, you guys mentioned Fortnite. Uh, season five just dropped. Um, we're Fortnite. I won't say we're Fortnite detractors. Uh, we're pretty passive on the Fortnite thing. I've played it a bunch. I I like it. I don't love it. Um, but explain why Fortnite's your go-to. I mean, right now that's just where the friend base is spending most of their time. Yeah. And yeah. If you got good teammates, that game is too much fun, man. Yeah, we've heard that. We've interviewed a couple bands. Smashing kids down. (laughs) We've interviewed a couple bands that said that they play Fortnite together as well. And they're like, it's the ultimate game to squat up and and go for it. And, you know, I don't have any friends. So that's just, that's (laughs) why for me, even the solo, I can't do it. I'm a Super Mario guy. Give me a platformer. I was just going to say, I think any one of us um, could spend just as much time playing Mario Kart with each other on any (laughs) system and any version of that game. Yeah, that's a game fa- favorite of ours, also. Yeah, we uh, we're Mario Kart. We love Smash. Love Super Smash Bros. And oh, you were talking Nintendo. I'm gonna hand it over to Vin. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah, I actually just picked up a Switch like about a month and a half ago. Congratulations! Zelda has been my life. We. It's <laughs> funny. It's funny. The the episode we just taped, even though Zelda came out March 10th. Or March third, I forget March tenth of last year. People are still picking it up. They're still playing it. Not everybody's beating it. It was my game of the year last year. Um, it's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. It absolutely. It's the, what, like honestly, I've been such a big Zelda head since I was like a little kid, and nothing beat Ocarina of Time. All the other games were a lot of fun, and then this one it comes out, and it's the whole open map. There's so much to do. It's incredible. Now I'm gonna it's give great. you. I'm going to give you an unpopular opinion based on what you said. I take Majora's Mask over Ocarina. Really? I do. It's. I just don't like the time limits and everything else that's going on in that. It's just I like this, the storyline and the uh, Ocarina of Time, but hey, teach their own. Yeah, and I think that's why I dig Majora's Mask is that three-day cycle of like I'm forced to do something with this time limit. I'm a speedrunner for video games, so I play them as fast as possible. So I actually like... Uh, like time limits or oh, deadlines. I just can't figure anything out. I'm like, what am I doing? Yeah. Running in circles. <laughs> uh, um, I was like, 
I was a journalist, so I was always on a deadline. I'm used to that. Um, so I actually kind of enjoy Majora's Mask. I think Breath of the Wild, I like the slow openness of it. I like go at your own pace, do the story however, whenever, how fast you want. I love that. That's why it's probably my favorite Zelda game of all time. Uh, but it was just funny when you said Ocarina that I, I actually prefer Majora. Fair enough, man. Any other uh, any other games you guys would uh, recommend us before we uh, get on out of here? Uh, Ultimate's gonna be great. Sixty. What's your favorite? 60, Give me all the characters. What's my favorite? What? Uh, Super Smash Brothers. Um, Sam's yours is sixty four. Sixty four all the way. I'm old school. Yep. Um, That's a great one. I would say Melee because it's the fastest. I think Smash Four for Wii U had the best roster, but Melee had such great gameplay. Um, but the, my first was Smash sixty four. Uh, that that was just it's, revolutionary. It's, it's your first love. Do you know how that game? even came into play it was supposed to be a just a normal fighter called like dragon fist or something and it had just it was like a last minute polygonal change. fighters and they just last minute threw it in they threw in mario donkey kong link and samus and said let's just go pitch it and they said let's do it so and boom that's how it was born just out of they made it they had it they showed it and it got greenlit and now here we are five six games later if you count the 3ds one we're about to have every friggin roster fighter yeah. ever in the smat and the, the switch version i can't freaking wait for december it's just, the 64 is just like it's just awesome. like the og version like even like my favorite baseball game to date is still ken griffey jr on 64 <laughs> who who uh who's your main in smash uh i'm i'm usually a toon link i like toon link or yoshi Okay, yeah, Toon Link's coming back for Ultimate, and then Yoshi's been a staple. Um, I'm a, I'm a for the new one for Wii U for Smash Four. I was a Little Mac guy. Um, for 64, I'm a Pikachu main. And, Link's, Link's the main, and I like Link a little bit. But Link's uh, the shit. and I would say Captain Falcon is probably my best overall fighter. Um, but are you guys now Connecticut? Uh, with this type of area, you got a lot of Yankee fans. You got a lot of Patriots fans. Do you guys fall into that? Are you sports guys at all? Dan here, talking sports. Um, yeah, uh, definitely Yankees. I, I, I missed the tail end of that question. The Patriots, too. Oh, hell no. Nothing out of uh, Massachusetts, man. All right, so I was born on East Tremont Avenue in the Bronx, ah, where all my loyalties yeah. lie. Sick. Yeah, the, is, is Connecticut huge for the, in the Yankees because of location, because of transplants, or what is that? Yeah, I mean, we're in Stratford, Connecticut right now, mm-hmm. and it's probably a 50-minute train ride straight to Yankee Stadium. Sick. You don't even okay. have to get off anywhere. It cool. just takes you there. Gotcha. Because we know um, that in some parts of Connecticut that there's a lot of Patriots fans, too. Oh, the rivalry is very real, for sure. Yeah. I just want to... seeing how the state is torn halfway in between New York and Mass. Yeah, and I just wanted to remind all the fans that are Patriots fans in Connecticut that the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Just wanted to remind you. Yeah, just want to remind everybody. Give you a quick low blow. Not one person after seeing the news is going to argue with any of that fan base. <laughs> <laughs> Great answer. So respect Eagles. You got it. Finally. Mark happy. Finally, yeah, right, Mark Wahlberg. That Eagle movie. Yeah, Bra- Invincible. Invincible. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Bradley Cooper's happy and. I guess. Hey, yeah, listen, Robert De Niro. Come on. Yeah, Miles Teller. We got some. We got Chris Ro- or not Chris Hart. Uh, Kevin Hart. Yeah. He was drunk as shit trying to get onto the stage after they won the yeah, Super Bowl. He was. He was. That, that was funny. Yeah, as well. I mean, I'm, I'm not as aggressively diehard when it comes to sports. I always like definitely want to see the person who hasn't won in forever win. Yeah. And 
just kind of like the it keeps it more fun. Come up story is always fun. Yeah. Um, so watching the Eagles do their thing and absolutely crush it was definitely cool. Yeah, definitely great for us in the city. Listen, it was our first one. We gotta we gotta relish in it because you never know when the Hell next yeah. one's gonna happen. Um, before we wrap it up, anything at all that you guys want to share, just in general about anything? Stay tuned. The best is on the way. Awesome. That's a promise. Thank you guys. We appreciate it. Um, now, if you guys could hang on the line just one second, this has been a very special bonus episode of We Podcast and We Know Things. Uh, thank you to Connecticut for coming on. We really appreciate it, guys. Thank you, guys. All right, cool. Hang on the line. Thank you. Hang on the line just one second. Uh, we'll be back this weekend with episode 100. Oh, Jesus. Brian Foster. Everything you know is wrong. Got that? Now, the reason that I'm calling is because I have begun to suspect you don't have any ladybugs in here, reason. Hey, cuz, Roy here. So about your car. The darkness was never empty. There's this presence in my head. But I'm pretty sure that the book was confiscated by cats. You're damn right we find a lot of bodies when Foster is around. And some people call me the Night Blogger. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping through Amazon.com or the Tee Public Store which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.